0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front
1: for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Today on the podcast, we return back to Christian Gay. Today on the podcast. Let's try that again. Today on the podcast. Hello and welcome to Caged In Presents Coppola Connections, brought to you as ever by the Breadcrumbs Collective and hosted by me, Petros Patsillibus. So, we've made it to the end of the year, guys. This is episode 28 of this new adventure on the podcast so before we get into it and uh do some little thank yous for the end of the year um if this is your first time with the podcast what we do here is we watch every single film in the collective coppola family filmography to determine are they the greatest film family of all time so if uh you're you're all caught up to speed. Yeah, we made it to the end of the year and it's kind of amazing to uh if if you're here for just the couple of connections or if you've been a been a long time listener and you've you've moved on over to this new journey. I thank you so much. It's uh it always means so much to me that people listen to this. So yeah, we fought for this episode, seeing as it is the final one of the year. And we're in that weird period right now between Christmas and New Year. Oh yeah. Hope you had a good Christmas. Was it good? Did you get all the all the, all the presents you wanted? Well, here's a present for you, because we're talking about Fifty Shades Darker. 2021 has been a weird and uh, often bad year. So we thought we'd wallow in the misery of it all and talk about fifty shades darker. I'm uh, joined once again by charlie vero martin to talk about this one and it's a very very fun episode as we kind of descend into madness talking about this film as always the regular spoiler warnings do apply so with all of that out of the way all that's left to do is return to the red room as we make some copola connections Today on the podcast, we return back to Christian Grey's playroom for more torture and very little pleasure as we look at 2017's erotic drama sequel to the worldwide hit Fifty Shades of Grey with Fifty Shades Darker. Directed by James Foley, written by Niall Leonard, starring Dakota Johnson, Jamie Dornan, Eric Johnson, Rita Ora, and Kim Basinger. The film cinematographer this week, is a Coppola connection and is john swartzman baby joining me this week to find out if this film is all pain or has an ounce of pleasure is return guest and my go-to host for all things 50 shades comedian actor <laughs> and writer charlie Varimartin. martin how are you charlie
1: hello i'm well thank you for having me back
0: Thank, thank you. How for, are you? I'm very well. Thank <laughs> you for joining me. I, I wanted to know since you've watched the like, since watching the first Fifty Shades film, how has it kind of like stayed? Is it stayed with you at all, or has it kind of like left your left your brain entirely?
1: Um, no, I think it stayed with me a bit. Um, I think it was just every now and then I would just remember things from it that annoyed me. Mm. Um, so nothing. Nothing exciting or titillating, um, and of course, all of that came flooding back watching the second
2: one. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, what I, I'm not sure how you felt about it, but I definitely had this thing, like knowing it was coming up to watch it, even though I hated the <laughs> first one. It was like that thing of like having like a blister or like a spot or something. It's like I know I shouldn't, <laughs> but I kind of really want to like watch the second one. Like if I, I, I oh yeah. I had that feeling of, like, the reason I don't watch trash TV is, like, I know I will just, like, gaze at the mm. car crash in front of me and be like, oh, I hate it, but I love it at the same time. There's like this morbid curiosity to it, and that's exactly how I felt when it came to, I don't know, I kind of want to watch, like, yeah, after watching the second one, I, I know, I'm saving it when we record the third episode, but I was <laughs> like, oh, kind of kind of want to watch the third one now um but before we get too Uh, before we get too deep into talking about Fifty Shades um obviously this film has a Coppola connection and I wanted to ask you uh, your Coppola credentials and like when did you first become uh, aware of the Coppola family as like a kind of entity was there an entry point was there a person in the family you became aware of first
1: Sure, because I feel like I was always aware of things like The Godfather and stuff um, in school and growing up. And then when I went to uni, so in Scotland, you do uh, an MA for four years and you take, take three subjects. So uh, one of them I did was film studies. So in my first year it felt like very much we were watching everything from the <laughs> um and the first film the first essay i had to write was about um the conversation amazing um which is a great film um and that kind of i think was one of the first films that i hadn't heard of or seen that i actually had to really really watch in a lot of detail that i was like Ooh. <laughs> um so yeah i think and then yeah but, but prior to that there was like lost in translation all these things but i guess it's, in terms of like thinking about it as like a an entity
0: i would say maybe first year film studies great yeah that's uh that feels like that yeah they feel like a family who can't be missed right when kind of looking at kind yeah. of especially francis ford coppola and what he's done for for modern cinema so um i'm not sure i'm not sure you 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 move in shake in london have you ever met a coppola charlie have you ever you ever you ever bumped into a coppola in your are out um, and i actually
1: went to school with a coppola no um Yeah, I went to primary school with Ivana Coppola, who is in no way related to the (laughs) Coppola. (laughs) I got you there. I got you.
0: Um, We'll have that on this podcast. Maybe (laughs) I should talk to her.
1: Yeah, she, um, I mean, I'm from Edinburgh and I went to Catholic school, so I have a lot of Italian uh, friends. (laughs) And I also speak Italian. So... I do know Coppola's, but none of them are famous. <laughs>
0: they're, probably, they're probably related somewhere down the line, right? Got oh, be.
1: surely. Cousins of cousins of cousins. Yeah. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't want to have to amend my family tree I've created for the Coppola family because it's big enough as it is. Just, <laughs> just the ones who work in film, let alone, let alone poor Ivana from Scotland.
1: Yeah, she works in... Um, Last I saw her, she worked in the... Uh, uh, underwear department of M&S. So
0: wow, so yeah. very, very fitting for the film we're going to be talking about today. Maybe. Exactly. But yeah, maybe Ivana was a fan <laughs> of Fifty Shades Darker. Uh, <laughs> maybe she knows whether it is a good good idea to take off your pants at a, at a fancy restaurant and give them to your partner oh my to God. in his pocket.
1: <laughs> I'd actually forgotten that bit of the film. As we, <laughs> say, I like, watched this on Saturday, and I feel like. That feels was so long ago. And looking at my notes, I'm like, what? I'm really wishing I'd watched it again right now. But, oh, well, we'll see how this goes.
0: <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll be able to dislodge some some dark <laughs> memories of this film from your brain as as we discuss it. So um, this is a bit of a weird one, like when it comes to cinematographers, unless they're kind of like a Roger Deakins, you don't tend to look out for them, like film fans. Yeah. Or just the, uh, like yeah, just I don't know, yeah, just just the the, the general person watching films don't go ooh, that cinematographer is a bit of my fancy, but do you know what would have been the first John Swartzman film you would have seen?
2: Oh god,
1: no, I I I probably again I should do more research before I come. <laughs> what what are some of his previous? um
0: So he would have done uh, like. The Rock, Armageddon, um, Pearl Harbor, Seabiscuit. Um, He's kind of got this really crazy career. And he's probably one of the more fascinating ones to talk about on this podcast because there is so many, like, he's worked in so many different things. He'll do, like, as I said, Armageddon, but he's also done Last Christmas from 2019. He he did The Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man from 2012. So, yeah, he's all over the place.
1: He's all over the place. I'm sure it would be fascinating to talk to someone who actually knows <laughs> <laughs> him. um let me I suppose maybe the amazing Spider-Man might have been Okay my first No, no, because that's, that's that's: That's 2012. Do yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Um, oh, he did highwaymen. I liked highwaymen.:
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's, he's he... I'm
1: saving Mr. Banks. Okay. Oh, I have seen a lot of his films. Armageddon obviously saw way back in the day. Was it you that put on Twitter recently or something? The clip of um the <laughs> the, the behind
0: Affleck. the scenes Ben yeah. Affleck roasting Armageddon. Oh, it was so good. That that's from the direct, that's from the commentary track that's on the, like the DVD, which oh. is like is insane. <laughs> ben Affleck sounds like he's drunk a, a fair few beers and is really like spilling the beans. He talks about michael bay i'd love this fact and i'll say it whenever i can made made ben affleck get his teeth fixed he spent 20 grand for ben affleck to get his teeth fixed because he's like you're not a leading man yet because your teeth are a bit too crooked so if you kind of look at pre-armageddon like ben affleck looks like a regular guy from boston afterwards Mm. he looks like shiny clean like straight teeth and it's like when you watch that film Again, you're like, they are white. They are straight. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, it's like a boardroom for any major ma- major business in the world. Do you know what I mean? Just straight and white.
1: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. There's been, like, women especially yes. need to do way crazier things. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I kind of feel like if someone wanted to give me 20-odd grand to get my teeth, like, completely, like, looking as perfect as they ever could, I would not complain.
0: <laughs> oh, de- yeah, definitely. Like, last year, I I lost a tooth. Um, oh no! It's 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 one it's one at the back. I'm I'm all right. Okay. But, like, I was kind of looking at oh how do I, like could I get like a new one basically? And it's like oh that's two grand like by today's money. So I was like, damn! Like I can only imagine what a full. Uh, uh... <laughs> The full set being, I'm not sure what they are, if they're veneers or they've kind of been like... Yeah, total, they all get I veneers, they, I think. I don't know how they do it. I don't, the magic that's going on with the teeth. But uh, this, yeah, this <laughs> feels like a weird avenue to be going down, Charlie. So, um, Sorry,
1: I got a stone on the teeth front. Um, but yeah, no, Armageddon, all, all of those films, but uh, most recently, yeah, Highwaymen and um, Saving Mr. Banks. I'm, I'm a fan of those two films.
0: <laughs> yeah. what one of those you were meant to come on the podcast to talk about yeah i wrote yeah. you in to talking about the 50 shades of gray
1: <laughs> i do you know what i feel honored i if anything i'm enjoying this a lot more i think because i feel like <laughs> i'd be like i would just end up talking about um uh, Mary Poppins a lot instead. I have a lot to say about Mary Poppins, but me. May- but maybe we will eventually get. We will.
0: We, we have to start. We have to start at the bottom and work our way to the top. Yeah. Talk about the yeah. the, the, the depravity that is Fifty Shades of Grey. To talk about the loveliness that is Saving Mister Banks. Uh,
1: I mean, I mean, we say we keep saying this, but I, I really didn't think there was really any depravity. In this
0: yeah. No. I just mean like. It, 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 in the way of like, it's just uh I don't know shit. Do you know what I mean? Talk about the yeah. shit. We got we got to go to the bottom right. of the barrel before we can go to like near the top of the barrel. I wouldn't say yeah. saving Mister okay. Banks is is I a shiny it. apple right at the top of that barrel, but it's it's a good film. um yeah. So yeah, let's talk about Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> but before we do, here's the trailer. Not-
3: Gawking.
2: Yes. You got me looking so crazy. What do you want, Anastasia?
3: This time, no rules, no punishments, and no
2: more secrets. Looking so crazy in love. Got me looking, got me looking so crazy love.
3: The first woman who's tried to save him. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, no, no. I've definitely got to admit that that's probably not the most uh, audio friendly <laughs> trailer in the world. Uh, but I, no. I, that moment <laughs> when there was like the boom. Boom, boom, like when it was kind of all, all popping off i think like one of the shots in that and we'll we'll get to this scene and a lot of this sequence in a lot of detail i can imagine mm-hmm. is like shots of uh the helicopter going out of control which like oh yes, <laughs> yes so <laughs> uh, before we get to your relationship with this film and when you first saw <laughs> it uh uh can you give us a little um Plot synopsis for this film. Can you can you set it up for us? What what this film is about, Charlie?
1: Okay. Um. So, well, the I feel like we should say first of all, the first film ends on the cliffhanger of, you know, will she ever be able to forgive him? Will he ever be able to like get over his weird relationship issues? Will they get back together? Um. And the answer from pretty much the very start of this film is, yes, that all happens (laughs) really quickly, immediately. And there's not very much drama about it. It's like, "Mm, I didn't really like it when you did that thing. And he's like, yeah, I can understand that, (laughs) which is kind of all we needed him to say in the first film. (laughs) And, uh, And they get back together and. And that's pretty much. That is pretty much it. I feel, apart from you find out that some of his ex girlfriends have gone a bit crazy and start like stalking her,
0: and she's having she she she's 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 now like a a girl boss working in lit like uh, in publishing publishing and, and yeah has, has has a seedy seedy boss, but she also has a a boyfriend who can just solve any of her problems every
1: problem yeah. I'll... Basically, all, all the problems that were there in the first film are no longer really there. Um, all the problems that arise in the second film get fixed fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they seem to be living a successful, happy life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Just as, like, my opening, like, kind of uh, thoughts on this film, it felt like I was watching, like, an EastEnders on your bus at, like, two times speed because it felt so yeah. episodic and there's just like kind of so much, go- like stuff happens, but then it's just kind of dealt with so yep. quickly. And it's like, yep. that should be like at least like a 20 minute section in this film, like some kind of tension and drama to it. Yeah. It's like literally resolved in two scenes. Yep. Like <laughs> I mean, and
1: not, not only is it resolved, things, improve for the people it's not like it's resolved but oh we're scared from that it's like oh my boss was a dick um but now it's resolved cuz i have his job so now i've gotten up in the world um <laughs> oh you you were in a helicopter crash oh but it's fine cuz you're safe now and you know that we all love each other a lot and we're improving our relationship it's just everything every not only is everything fixed but every at least in the first film all the drama and tension came from the little, you know, character that the two main characters had. Mm-hmm. In the second film, everything that goes wrong happens because of outside
0: forces. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: And they just are just walking about their lives and it's other things and other people going wrong. They don't cause any of the drama.
0: Um, and, and, then, and then they just fix it and move on. But he's, so- I would say he's just as problematic as he is in the first film right like he he is like he's still got all these weird hang-ups and kind of like i don't know he's seen like there's a a really icky scene where you like there's a confrontation between anna um layla her name is like one of his old submissives and he Uh, kind of defuses the situation by kind of using his like kinky charms and his kind of hold over her to be like give me the gun and then takes it like a step further by going and now neil and like puts his hand on her head yeah. and stuff like that And it's just like have you got all these women like locked up in a and kind of like, like <laughs> it felt it felt weird it felt like there are definitely like some some bodies in some closets that he's not he's not telling us about
1: yeah, but then even then that happens, and she's like, and Anna's like a bit freaked out. She's like, "Oh, is that how I'm going to end up?" Or, "Oh, you don't really care about your past girlfriends." And he's like, "I've sent her to the best psych world in the country. She's going to get all the help she needs. I'm going to pay for all her healthcare." And it's just like, "Oh, okay." So like that's all too yeah. Even the bit at the beginning with the old um mistress woman, the woman who like caused all these issues for him in, in the first place, she comes out the woodwork. And, like, him and his mum step forward and they're like, hmm, yes, you are a problem. You're upsetting Anna. Go away. And that's yeah. it. There's no confrontation of being like, oh, but she's my best friend. Or it's like, nope, we're on Anna's side. It's all good. Yeah. Bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very bizarre. Um, I guess what, one of the places to start off with in this conversation is quite early on in this film, we get, I guess, what was... One of our lowlights of the first film was a conversation between Anna and her mum on the phone, who exclusively lives in this film on the other end of a telephone. And uh, I just <laughs> wanted to play that first exchange they have on the uh, on the telephone. Great.
3: Have you heard from Christian? Uh, yeah, he sent me flowers to wish me luck, sweetheart. Are you ever going to tell me what happened between you? Fundamental differences, I guess.
0: (laughs) Fundamental differences. (laughs) The thing is, that happens at like 4 minutes 20. I only know that because I have to write down times to get clips. And by like 10 minutes, they are back together. It's what I don't understand. There is no like will they won't they about it it's like nope he just like his gesture of going to her friend's like photo exhibition which again jose creepy guy yeah. She 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 rebuffed him in the first film and his like exhibition yeah. is like 60% candid photos of anastasia and she is like shocked mm-hmm. as if like i have I didn't even know these photos. Like, do you know what I mean? I imagine they were taken with a telescopic lens. Like, she, she's like, <laughs> I didn't even know these photos existed. Why are they blown up yeah. like twice the size of my actual body? And why is there so many of them? And why have they all yeah, just been that sold? That
1: really bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that re. I, I, I genuinely, I thought he was completely like that. Was really toxic, like. There's a reason people like, and then she's proved right, like, because she's like, you know, her privacy is completely taken away. And then the, her ex boyfriend buys all the photos. Like, yes, that's what men do. That's <laughs> what creepy, this is why women don't like their pictures being taken,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: never mind publicly displayed, what? to buy and purchase and own. <laughs>
0: I, I, I've got a clip of that first meeting between Anastasia uh, and Christian. <laughs> Check this out, guys.
3: It was you, wasn't it? You just went and bought all of these? Like
2: the doing. Oh, like strangers, gawking at you?
3: Why are you here?
2: For you. Uh. Hey. Can we talk some more? private no look i'm not very good at this i've never had to i've never wanted to try again
3: christian i don't it's not a good Let's idea talk.
2: okay just talk please
0: have dinner with me <laughs> what did yeah what did you think what, what did you think of the kind of uh weird reconciliation that they have the kind of way it's played out in this
1: film I mean First of all I just want to say When he says like oh I didn't like strangers gawking at you So I gave all the money To the guy that Put your privacy in danger Like that's <laughs> all of that is not The way to handle that situation So that's one thing <laughs> That kind of gesture does not help it For me Um, I mean I, To be honest I, got, I actually can't really remember, did they not just go have sex after that?
0: They they basically <laughs> like, go for a meal, and, like, one of the things I don't quite understand about this is, like, there has been no, like, character development of nope. any of the characters, and especially, like, Anastasia, she kind of, like, comes back in this film and she's gone from being, like, this prudish, almost like, oh, this world is too much for me, to just being this kind of, ultra game for it vixen who's kind of like mm. well now it's like there's this contract's not involved i'm like i'm game for it do you know what I mean and it's like mm. i don't qu- like and it doesn't go that much into like i could understand if it was an element of like oh now you actually love me like, do yeah. you know I, mean? like I actually know that you love me then cool uh yeah i i, I want to kind of explore with you it doesn't even feel like he loves no. her in any anyway. Everything just feels like quite empty and hollow, and all the gestures he makes throughout the film are just like. Do you know what I mean, like I think, yeah, within within no time at all, they kind of have sex, and he's like call, calls his like I don't know, like um, accountant the next morning, and is like, "Oh, put twenty four grand in a sta- in Anastasia yeah. Steele's account." Like, I don't what the fuck's that yeah. about. <laughs>
1: That's, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, I can understand her after that first date of being like, oh, okay, maybe you do want to change. That's all I need. I always, she, maybe she's like, I just needed to know he was open to change because for the whole of the first film, he was so just like, you're the one being close-minded. Blah, 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 blah. And like not doing anything. Yeah. So I can see, like, I can understand how. I think it's also, that's quite realistic. Like we've all been in relationships before where, you've had fights or you've broken up and then it's like, mm, well, maybe he's changed and then you sleep mm-hmm. together. Um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that didn't bother me too much because I was like, that would probably happen. Mm-hmm. And if the whole film is just going to be her being like, no, mm-hmm. not until you say you love me. And I'm like, oh, it would have been boring. But then it still ended up being a very boring
2: film.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it is very boring. And, like, one of the things he, he uh, tells her on that, like, kind of, first date, I guess, uh, of this film, is he like reiterates his his origin story. And like we the film opens yeah. with this this flashback of, of Yeah. I guess like Christian's but like childhood when he's like hiding under a table and there's this mean, scary man and it's all like dimly lit and like kind of looks a bit black yeah. and white.
1: And this is, yeah, so I've got Starts With Child Abuse, Not Sexy, is the (laughs) note I have for that. Because, and it just, I think it just bummed me out at the start, because these are films that are meant to be, like, you know, sort of fun and sexy, titillating films for women. And it's like, oh, can women not have a sexy film? Without it having some really deep and dark backstory, like watching that doesn't make me aroused. Yeah, and like, and I just—I've <laughs> also got written down here at some point. Um, around all this because all the complicated stuff, that stuff at the start with the um, child like him going through his child abuse and stuff. I've just written, why can't women just have porn? <laughs> why? Why can't why can't this film just be, you know, Christian Grey looking sexy in various places? Why why does there have to be all this work?
0: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And there's an, just, e- an Yeah. There's an element to this film that I,
0: is like that that kind of uh thing of I can fit like, do you know what I mean? He's broken. He's I can fix him. And like there's there's a moment that's perplexing me that's quite early on in this when he he dr- he gets her to draw a square on his chest in lipstick and i have no yeah. idea what it means he just says like these are my boundaries And i'm like what 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 are That's... your boundaries having lipstick drawn on your chest like i have no idea what <laughs> you're talking about
1: was that not to be like so he, she didn't touch his chest so she didn't touch his heart or where his burn marks were Oh. I thought that's what that was about. Oh, that's like the... outside the square. She could so she can touch his arms and she can touch his head. For the listeners, I'm like patting an invisible man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she can't touch his chest because that's where all his like are. These cigarette burns? Is that what those are meant to be? The like welts on his skin uh, from like his previous mistress, I his get... previous uh, dominant matrix woman.
0: I'm guessing so, or 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 they're supposed to be that guy. Who used to put out cigarettes on him when he was a kid, or something like that.
1: Oh, maybe it was him. See, they don't go into all that. It's no. like who who did this to you? I think she actually says who did this to you, and he doesn't say. And I'm like, that's a fair question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that never gets. I assumed it was the woman from when he was a teenager, but it, and you're right; it could have been the guy. So yeah, it's kind of, I thought it was like oh. Don't touch my scars or my chest. It's too intimate. So it's what I took from that.
0: <laughs> have Have Dakota Johnson and Jamie Dornan got better in this film or worse? You would have expected, like having a whole film to kind of get to know characters, that they would understand them more and kind of their performances would be better, their chemistry would be better. But what's your kind of reading on it? Do, do they seem better as a as a as a kind of couple, uh- or are they worse as actors?
1: still gonna give them the benefit of the doubt i don't think they can get enough screen time to explore any real chemistry i think there's is there there's even less sex in this film than there is in the first film pretty sure
0: i think there's more more scenes but they're a lot short like there's kind of a lot of like quickies do you know i mean it's kind of just like right. a kind of. 30 seconds wham bam whereas the first one it's a lot more like yeah long protracted sex scenes like they're kind of yeah they're in 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 replacement of what you'd have in an action film of an action set piece it's like now cut to slow music sex scene red room or like do you know what i mean i don't know putting an yeah. ice cube up a minge or something like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i never thought i would say this if i could hear myself saying this back to charlie who recorded the first podcast i i missed the sex scenes from the first film <laughs> <laughs> cuz the sex scenes in this film you're right they're too this is meant to be a film that's meant to be about like bdsm and it's not all to be about like teasing and all this stuff there's no teasing it's they're all the sex scenes are very short and they're very you see so much of Dakota's nipples mm-hmm. in this film and none of Jamie Dornan's eyes yeah. And that was the opposite in the first film, and I, I don't know if it's because it's a male director for this film, it's a mm. female director in the first film, but there <laughs> sorry, I'm getting into this now.
2: Nah,
1: nah, nah. In the in these like sex scenes, it's like he doesn't even fully take his trousers down. It's just like and I'm like, why? Yeah, why p- we're seeing massive nipples from Dakota at every angle, every time. Yeah, yeah. And he's not even bothering to take his trousers off. Like, yeah, he's, why?
0: Basically, he's basically popping it out of his flies, right? Like some he's of popping the it out.
1: Yeah, he's just popping it out and popping it in, and that's it. That's all the sex. That's
0: it. Yeah, I
1: was like, that's not what I signed up for. I,
0: I guess, like, and that is the thing. Like, this film does get to moments where it, it, it does get slightly erotic, and it is that thing of like the teasing that is mm. erotic and there's that that moment he pulls out which i guess like i, I, I was getting excited cuz i thought we were getting a callback to the first film when he pulls out these two like well, it looks at first like they're, they're anal beads uh, but yes. i guess they're like love eggs and uh, yes. she replies with no you're not putting those in my butt <laughs> they don't go in your
2: butt <laughs>
1: I mean, it was a fair question. <laughs> I'm glad they clarified, but again, later on, they take they just sort of like whip them out, and it's just like chuck them aside. Like, you know, there's not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rolling around in carpet fluff. It's like, <laughs> a kind of, you know, mm. not really called back to. And that's that's as much as you get. Because I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's like. 20 minutes into the film it's got like two hours to go we're starting off with love eggs all right this might go somewhere and that's that's about as far as it all goes so now we're kind
2: even of remote control them?
0: no they remote I, con- I guess they're just moving about like uh oh yeah and I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be recommended as well with like love eggs that you use your own saliva i'm not sure like
1: yeah yeah, I didn't think there was enough prep in all the sex in this, including that there's not nearly enough foreplay. And again, this is meant to be a sexy film for women. There's no Jamie Dornan bum and there's no foreplay. <laughs> well, we'll get back <laughs> into this working. We'll get back into the plot
0: of this, but it feels like since a bit on the the topic of the sex scenes in this film, we might as well just like talk about all of them. Uh one of the ones I wanted to talk about was I've got it written down in my notes as uh it's like leg part of sex scene and he has this kind of device which like she Oh yeah because like, she goes like the 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 maid, like um Mrs Doyle or something like that is kind of <laughs> That's in,
1: what look we'll on yeah, in it. Yeah,
0: in the apartment and has left the red room open and uh first of all she finds uh some nipple clamps and says this to Christian.
3: Does she come in here a lot? To like, does she? Does she dust in here?
0: <laughs> Question we asked clamps. in the
1: first podcast.
0: Yes. Come here. Give me a hand. Yeah. So she plays with the nipple clamps and then she says, "What? What? What is this? Which like?" It looks like some kind of steampunk contraption with some like uh yeah. braces like, like like telescopic with like uh, kind of uh hot like leg harnesses on on, on either the, end. wooden
1: stirrups. Um but yeah, also so wait, do we ever see them use the nipple clamps?
0: No, the nipple clamps no. like the butt plug from the first film, the nipple clamps are just like mentioned and there's no there is no that, do you know what I mean? it wasn't check off yeah. nipple clamps it wasn't check off could... like...
1: yeah and, and i feel it unsatisfied robbed. robbed because well you see so much of her nipples she's got very protruding nipples yeah, yeah, yeah. they're ideal probably for those kind of nipple clamps so why <laughs> why have they not
0: utilized that well, i don't know even when you get to the last sex scene as well it's quite vanilla it's basically like she is, she is like, uh, blindfolded, and then he just puts like, I, oil on her uh, essential oils, and then they just kind of like have, they just have sex basically. It's not like, yeah, it's not like the kind of raunch and steam that we were kind of. Promised as uh, Fifty Shades exactly. of Grey fans, I guess that's what we are now. We're Fifty Shades of Grey fans, right? <laughs> like we're we're, we're, we're two <laughs> way third through the level. trilogy. But yeah, get, getting back to that 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 scene with that like yeah that weird, tele- weird telescopic leg thing wooden he's...
1: shelf thing.
0: But uh-huh. he 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 she, he she says to him something about oh what's this and he replies like oh you need to you need to learn how to to walk before you run. She's like. Yeah. Harris, but, oh, well, I like running, and then they <laughs> use them, and they're hilarious. To like, <laughs> they, it's hilarious. So the the way it yeah. kind of works, if you like, if you haven't seen the film, is just basically it parts it parts the wearer's legs, and then there is just a bar yeah. between the legs, and he basically like uses her like circus equipment. It kind of feels like the, it's like you learn juggling. <laughs> Do you know what I mean you learn the Diablo? <laughs> You learn a bit of poi, and then it's this thing where you're kind of flipping someone back and forth like they're a pancake or something. It's like it seems weird. It's very bizarre. I'm not like I'm not yeah. Yeah, again. I'm not like I said on the first. I'm not prudish. It just like that feels like a lot of work for essentially being like
1: yeah.
0: Like it feels like it'd be a bit a lot more sensual to like touch someone and turn them over yeah. as opposed to have this weird device where you're kind of like. Yeah, like flipping them over, like. <laughs> also, like,
1: is it is it that much different to the first film where she had her feet tied to the harness and stuff? Like, no, not really. Basically, it does just, the same thing, doesn't
0: yeah, it? It's that he's now got like the ability to just kind of at will go. Now I want to look at your back. Wah bam! Like now I want to look at your front. Wah bam! Like it's just like there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing kind of. It, it doesn't feel like it's aiding sex in any way. Yeah, you know I mean that, no, that's what I wanted I don't to think say. It's,
1: yeah, I don't think I mean it certainly wouldn't be comfortable for her. I don't think it would be comfortable for him either cuz surely he's going to like bang his shins on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Surely it makes things more difficult. Um so yeah, I wasn't very I wasn't very impressed by that. Um and I feel again there must be surely other things they could have explored. Why go for the weird boring wooden Flap flap thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- all of it seems like I don't like that. That is the thing that didn't stand that stand out, standard out to me the the least was the sex in this. Yeah, for a film that's supposed to. I be... mean,
1: I'd practically forgotten about it. That's how little yeah. I remembered it. Um, <laughs> so, before all, oh, wait, is that before or after she gets like a makeover? Is this before they go to the ball or after?
0: This is after, but let's talk about the ball. After. Because the the ball just comes out of nowhere, right? It's just kind of like, like a lot in this film, it's just like, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to this thing, it's on Friday, Yeah, let's go there, bye, bye, bye." yeah, we're there now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so one thing
1: that I didn't, uh, despite the fact we spoke for about three hours on the last podcast, (laughs) something I didn't talk about that I really want, that I think definitely comes up here is and this is me maybe getting a bit personal. I have a weird conflicted um, thing, like fantasy about the whole getting a makeover thing, getting a man to pick you out an outfit thing. Right. Cause they do this in the first film and they do it a lot here. It's like there is, and it's like, you see it in like James Bond in a lot of films where it's like, Oh, I know exactly what you look good mm-hmm. in. And like, buys her the perfect dress and the perfect size and the perfect style and the perfect laundry to go with and all the jewelry and everything. You're like, great. I don't have to go
2: shopping. (laughs) Somebody
1: Somebody looks at me and thought, this is what she'll look exquisite in and like knows me so well. And on one side, I'm like, yeah, that would be super cool. And on the other side, I'd be like, ugh, that's really horrible and creepy and disgusting and actually really controlling and weird. And I just, every time it comes up in a film, I'm initially like, ooh, he gave her a pretty dress. And then I'm immediately like, no, in real life, I would hate
0: that. Yeah. I I don't know. I've always found it in relationships. You know, like, it's that thing of, like, like you hear of guys who buy their partners, like, lingerie for, like, uh, an Mm. anniversary or, like, Christmas or whatever. Yeah. I'm always, like, it's never quite, like, sat with me because it's, like, it feels like I would have to need, like, a little notebook with like sizes and stuff like that. Like the kind of admin that goes with it feels a bit like in invasive in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I know, I know a voucher for Ann Summers isn't as sexy, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like a, I'm a practical guy. Like I don't, and, and, and I'm riddled with anxiety that I'd get it wrong. And then do you know what I mean? And I mean, then it's like, I've oh. had
1: friends who have worked in, um, I've worked in a lot of shops, but never, um, Never laundry or underwear. Hey, Ivana Coppola might know a lot about this. And like, and guys would come in being like, Yeah, I need to buy laundry for my wife for Christmas or whatever. And they'd be like, Okay, what size? And they're like, I don't know. It's like, you have to memorize like three digits. Like, it's written, you've known this woman for how many years? You probably Mm -hmm. spent the first couple of years just looking at her boobs. Like, how do you not know her bra size? And then why do you expect me to be able to guess it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: See that—that's that's why, yeah, I, yeah. I like I'm not trying to dig myself out of a hole here. I'm not—I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> like I just—I just found the idea of, uh, yeah, most mo- mm. mo- most most early stages of relationship. I probably am looking at the boobs most of the time, but at the same time, it's the admin of finding out the exact size that I was kind of like. When does it get to the point where, I don't know, I want to wear her skin as a suit. Do you know what I mean it's like, it's like how, how far does it go how, how far will it go with these kind of like I think, that's,
1: I think that's the weird conflict about the idea of getting that as the gift is like on the one side I find the idea of a guy taking all of that admin off me really really fun and romantic being like oh great I don't need to go find a dre- like try on lots of dresses mm-hmm. and like feel gross and like somebody knows exactly what to put me in and I will look perfect. But then there's also that creepy side of me like, oh, is this a controlling thing? Will he be upset if I don't wear it? Yeah. Is it weird that he wants me to dress a specific way? Because that is something that, ha- and I feel like that comes up in these sort of films a lot. It came and initially, it does feel like. Ooh, how exciting but the more you think about it the more weird it is
0: well it 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 leaves a like kind of bitter taste in your mouth in this film when you Mm. find out that he kind of has this like dossier on her that kind of like yes is the kind of thing i'm talking about where it's like do you know what i mean like he knows how many like she she like remarks like oh the only thing that's not in here is how many times i take like a toilet break at work and it's like, <laughs> why stop there? Do you know what I mean? It kind of, it kind yes. of feels like he would know. I don't know, like when her cycle is. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels you know, like <laughs> oh, he's, he, he's plotting he out all does, that. He
1: probably does because it's his, his doctor that yes, like he insisted that she go to his doctor She'll for the pill, the pill. Yeah. So like, yeah, uh, he probably does know all that. That's what I don't do you we reckon, Christian? Can, can I ask a weird, do you think Christian Grey is really into period sex or no?
0: No, I don't. I reckon not
1: I don't think he is.
0: I don't reckon he's as like. Uh, I reckon he's too clinical for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's... I agree.
1: And to be honest, I I don't judge him for that at all. Um, but it's that weird thing as well. Like, if I don't know. Now I'm just I. Now I feel like we're doing. You know what's that? Things that Myers Briggs test. I feel like I just want a Myers Briggs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one thing we are doing, I've noticed, is talking about things that are around the film but avoiding talking about the film which may give you a oh, No 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 which may give you a uh, a hint at our thoughts on the film cuz I'm doing the same I I'm, I'm trying to avoid yeah. talking about this kind of steaming pile of shit as much as you Charlie so <laughs> but it's
1: it's I think I'm not avoiding talking I think it's because because the film was created to be this like talking point about ooh like sexual exploration and blah 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 Ooh, how do you feel about this and it's like but it doesn't it doesn't give enough to actually allow people to have that conversation instead you just end up talking about everything that it's not
2: <laughs>
0: yeah well you, you don't get the, um, you don't get the internal logic of the character you don't get anastasia's internal no. logic why she has made this sudden change in like being up for it do you know what i mean and it's kind of like yeah, yeah. there's that whole aspect of diving back into a toxic relationship where you think, like, they're going to change. It's going to be different this time. But then, like, there is that thing of, like, she just seems like a totally different person. It's like all of a sudden, like, she's got a job mm. and it's like, hey, now, like, now, now I'm in control. The woman I mean? of like, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she needs, like, uh, knee-high leather boots to be, like, i mean i'm taking charge this time christian it's like but she just <laughs> falls into his traps anyway of kind of just being like yeah. he'll do something shit and then he like wows her by being like hey come ride on my boat you can I'm sail rich. it for a little bit yeah 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 yeah. yeah. here's some money let's yeah. throw some I'm money rich. at the problem
2: although i suppose is it that much of a change because in the first film
1: The thing that she really had most issue with was the punishment nature Mm -hmm. of it. And even then, she didn't mind it a little bit at the start. She just didn't like it when it was like, oh, you literally want to just beat me up for your own satisfaction. Like, I'm not... And then he does say, or she says in that clip, like, no more punishments. And he's like, okay. So is it that big of a change? Like, considering Mm. she was a virgin, she'd never done anything sexual in her life. She was pretty up for, like you know, even though it's still not, like, that, like, big a deal. But considering she went from nothing in the first film to being like, yeah, I'll be tied up. Yeah, I'll be blindfolded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can hit my hand. So she, I think she was fairly game Mm
2: -hmm. in the
1: first film. And maybe this film, it's just, like, she's just maybe being a bit more assertive in saying what her boundaries are. Uh, Yeah. So... So disagree
0: no it's fine it's fine it's fine we're trying to figure out this film together that's that's what this that's what this whole process is about charlie i'm wow. happy to be wrong i'm happy to disagree as well uh
1: it's not a hill you're gonna die on it's I'm not, the, shades darker. The shade
0: darker. <laughs> no 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 there, there's, there's there's other hills i'm happy to to take a stand on but this is not one of them um Oh, like uh, I, I, I did want to talk about something, but it totally, it's totally just fucking like escaped um, my mind. Going,
1: going back to the, uh, uh, the ball, I was super disappointed with the ball mm. because all of the the posters and the trailer and everything shows you all these pictures and everything of them being at this really glamorous, sexy, mysterious masked ball. And then it was at his parents' house. Yeah, it was being thrown for his mum and dad, and like his mum and dad's pals. And like thats so unsexy. And then there's a, re- and it's like, I—I I was expecting. I was like, okay, they're doing like this masked Venetian ball. There's going to be lots of like glorious, like glamorous costumes. I thought it was going to be like, have you ever heard of um those killing kittens uh, parties?
0: Oh, the real, yeah, yeah, like the 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 kind of like exclusive invite only yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and you have to wear masks and stuff and it's like there's playrooms and orgies and stuff i was like ooh, maybe it's gonna get a bit like that it's like get, that could be fun
0: yeah it's gonna go full eyes wide shut right it's gonna be like we're gonna yeah 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 be on the rubicon of what of, of taste and decency and get real sexy yeah like, it's like, gonna be now.
1: lots of people lots of really hot people just like getting getting sexy with masks on and instead it was like, oh, she goes to an auction with her husband, with her boyfriend's mum, gets shouted at by a middle-aged woman, and then they have sex in like the unsexiest like in a teenage boy's bedroom. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> with this like shitty blinds and curtain. I was like, at least if they're gonna disappear and be like, let's leave this party and go have sex, go to some like really like glamorous like like art gallery wing of the house or yeah. like somewhere really really interesting don't go to his childhood bedroom what, what in your ball gown
0: what i don't get about his bedroom is like they're supposed to be this moneyed family but his bedroom looks like that of like a teenager from a steven spielberg film from the 80s yeah Do you know what I mean? it's like yeah it's all like wood It's like the room from boy meets world yeah it's like what is this? and i i checked out some of the posters he's got on his wall uh, one of them, he has a Chronicles of Riddick poster and he has like a, a <laughs> Japanese Blade Runner poster, I believe, on his wall as well. So oh. I don't know yeah. what that tells us about Christian Grey, I guess. Um, it's like-
1: just, it's like such a plain boy. I've written blinds aren't sexy. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Because they've got these like shitty looking, oh, it's terrible that I was like, distracted from the sex by looking at like these shitty like not quite closed blind venetian yeah. blinds that's as close, like you know i wanted them to be like having sex in them even if it was like the cloakroom of the party or something like, yeah
0: or like, a, like an observatory or kind of like a greenhouse yeah. or, or something that, that has some yeah. element of Something a bit more close to the party as well that has that kind of element exactly. of it like, could be found out or something. Like do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I
1: something a bit more Yeah, not the really <laughs> a bit more glamorous. Not not
0: not not the room with all the coats in it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kinda of like <laughs> oh, oh come like,
1: on. On the bed. Yeah. So yeah, I was very disappointed with with, with that. I um I, I've got a
0: clip that I think maybe mm-hmm. like um like prove your point a bit more about her asserting dominance and assertiveness (laughs) when she like um has like makes a bid in the auction for a Ah, stay at his kind of aspen uh villa and kind of his reaction to that of of kind of her winning the bid and uh he doesn't he he's he kind of she gains his respect in some Weird twisted Mm -hmm. way. I don't know
2: whether to worship at your feet or spank you. $24,000 going once. I think going twice. Take option two.
0: Where, yeah. Which leads to them, her getting spanked in his childhood bedroom, right? Which feels a bit weird.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I just. So disappointing. then we don't really go back to the ball. There's no dancing, even. There's no like mysterious strangers. There's like.
0: I. Yeah. I thought <laughs> there would be something as like, I don't know, as hack as like somebody else being in the same dress as her or some kind of element of mistaken identity at the ball. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like some kind of intro Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, or, or
1: like she can't find him because there's lots of men in tuxes and he keeps changing his mask or something. And it's, I don't know. Like, yeah,
0: or, or even to play up like that, that kind of because this film like gives us like some horror imagery with this previous, mm. uh, like play pet of Christians. And like yeah. there could have been stuff of like flashes of her at the party and stuff like that. Yeah, where, she could have been at the party there, in yeah.
1: disguise. That could have all been kind of fun. They could have ended up in if they're doing this big Venetian uh, mass ball. They could have gone out into like a maze and like maybe they'd have sex in a maze and there'd be like stuff jumping out at them, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it was so it was over so quickly. It was so disappointing. We spent most of the ball in his childhood bedroom and then in the ladies' toilet. Yes,
2: that's
1: most. And it's like the two of the, the last places I want to be at that ball. like. <laughs> so let's... I, I wanted them even to be like, you know, they go into the room where the feast is and they have sex on top of all the grapes or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I wanted there to be like a big ballroom feast that they like get really, I wanted it to be really hedonistic. Yeah, he's and eating like...
0: charcuterie off of her body. Yeah, or a cheeses. chocolate fountain or yeah. something. Yeah, something, yeah, something decadent and hedonistic would have been perfect. Uh, that's
1: exactly what it should have. That's what it's meant to be—a mass ball, you know. But, but this, very
0: disappointing. This film's very soapy, and I think like that—that um—that mm. confrontation in the toilet between uh, Anastasia and Elena, played by Kim Basinger, mm. kind of her warning Anastasia off of Christian, being like. If it wasn't for me, he'd be in jail as if like, and and again, that's quite, What's that about? I guess it's <laughs> supposed to be that like, he just has these animalistic urges to kind of be this dominant that he can't control himself. And it, if it wasn't for her, he would like, yeah. he wouldn't know how to control it at all. And kind of, I don't know, be out there like beating the shit out of people. Do you know what I mean? He would be a Patrick yeah. Bateman if it wasn't for her. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that, that thing like. Uh, like psychopaths uh, uh all it is is determined by how much money you're born into, so like if if you're, if you're poor, you go out and kill people if you're like yeah if, if you're well, rich, it's, you it's, become a business tycoon
1: yeah there's also but there's also this sort of nature versus it's, so it's nature versus nurture
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, as you say, Patrick Bateman is perfect like, and the whole of the first film I got huge Patrick Bateman bite. Um, but obviously he he becomes a business tycoon and then also still murder still murders people but like bas people say it's like fifty fifty nature nurture, so as long as like you have caring parents as well, like yeah, you might become like a business tycoon or you might um you know still have those kind of tendencies but you're not actually gonna hurt someone
2: yeah
1: um and it seems like his parents are very loving and very caring except for the fact that she didn't realize her best friend was like fucking her son <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like torturing him and it's like you know so that's all kind of bullshit because you know if, if the friend had just left her left him alone he he would have just been with his very nice, caring mum and sister and stuff and have probably quite a happy time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, again, there's so many kind of weird plot threads that are brought up and then dealt with very quickly, but this is one that kind of we are left at the end of the film thinking, oh, there's going to be more in the third. And it is um, Anastasia's boss, Jack played by Eric Johnson. Oh, yeah. uh, Let's let's play a clip of probably the creepiest man in the
2: world. (laughs) There are plenty of qualified people who would kill for this job. I mean, look,
3: I don't want to brag, but I'm a pretty great teacher. I'm sure you are. I'm just not seeing the initiative on your side of it. Uh, I've read more than you've asked me to, and I... I, I'm on top of it. I've, I'm talking about going the extra mile. Unless you want me to
2: compete with Christian Grey.
0: Can you, can you talk us through your thought process throughout this scene? And, and uh, tell us how this scene plays out, Charlie. Uh, he's very creepy. Um,
1: <laughs> and it's... I don't know. I kind of i could see it coming right from the start when mm-hmm. he asked her how are you making out with those manuscripts i'm like oh right yeah <laughs> you should have been aware of this before um, and so yeah he basically sexually assaults her or at least attempts to and there's this whole thing about like oh we're gonna see what's gonna happen it's like just fire him he should be not just fired he should probably be taken to like court like yeah well that it's
0: quite simple (laughs) there's that whole there's like the thing is she seems to be just like walking into situations with like yeah like her blinkers on not realizing like the first instance i guess would be when she's invited to friday drinks and there's no one Mm. else there but him like Mm. and then like christian gets shirty with him and then even in this scene like when he's like kind of after that she, she apologizes to him and says like oh sorry. yeah
1: and like yeah the second that he starts he's he's very predatory and it's like oh other people would kill for this job blah 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 he, she could be just like oh fucking stick it then yeah <laughs> like yeah especially because she knows from the other like she's he's had two other assistants leave I think their HR department is horrific. Why did the HR woman not say anything to her beforehand? Like, or at least be like, you know, you can always come to me if yeah. there's something that's making you uncomfortable.
0: I want to um, read the transcripts of these closing interviews with these previous <laughs> as, like assistants. Yeah. Because like, there must yeah, have been some stuff in there. Tried... Yeah. If he's
1: tried this on with two other women, why has he not been fired yet? Why is He's still doing this. Like uh, they're a terrible company.
0: What I don't. What I don't get is like his logic as a character. Like, yeah, he may be a piece of shit. That is fine, but to like, he must not be ignorant to the fact Christian Grey has just bought the kind of holding company that, it, like, oh, yeah. you know I mean, he's kind of like he'll be his his boss's boss essentially. Yet still tries this yeah. shit and says says this. Ugh, icky thing. He says a couple of icky things. I've got them both on clips, but he says this first to Anastasia.
2: If you're gonna fuck your way to prominence, that you should do it with someone who can at least make you smarter. Not Hello. just richer.
0: Ugh, that, that's, that's nothing. You want to get really icky. is the cherry on top, guys.
2: I can make you come. Like nobody else has,
0: (laughs) not him,
2: not anyone.
1: No. (laughs) I think. for this is the thing. He's so he's so arrogant. Of obviously, like he's extremely controlling and manipulative. But he's also obviously arrogant. He obviously thinks he can he is more attractive than christian gray and has more going for him and that maybe does think so little of her that she might be like sure i'll sleep with you i'll carry on sleeping with him and i might sleep with you too like maybe that's what he thinks she's up for
0: yeah it's it's bizarre though because like there is like no i don't know there's no even that there's no real tension in it and it's kind of all capped off with within like Thirty minutes of the film really yeah like, yeah and it's like it's, yeah, it's like a two hour 20 run time it's like you could have like given us a bit more of that in a way do you know i mean or kind of made it a bit more interesting in regards to like the storytelling be that that it like there is an attraction there like not him just go full like yeah. crazy do you know what i mean just like maybe i don't know create some like kind <laughs> of um yeah some like like in the in the first one where it's like, it looks like it's going to set up Jose as like a kind of potential mm. like stumbling block in the relationship. It's like, yeah. In this one, it's like, no, he's a creep. Let's just get get rid yeah. of him straight away. It's very he's dumb.
1: Yeah, if it'd been like, because I guess they maybe tried to do that a little bit with him, like bringing her coffee and being a good like, I'm a good boss. I'm a cool boss, sort of thing. But you could just tell he was a creep. And it was very clear how jealous he was immediately when she got a boyfriend.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, if it had been like, oh, maybe he is nice, and then suddenly he shows his cards, and it's like, oh, no, he's a psychopath, um, that would have been a bit more of a, I see what you mean, yeah. It's yeah. Like,
0: What's weird, it feels like almost like, I, I, I guess it isn't the case, because like, this is written by Eo James's husband but it it, it almost feels like that thing where you know like where like the budget doesn't allow for it where it's like (laughs) in the book maybe she does go to new york and that's when Uh. she finds out that he's a creep or something like that which again would have made for more danger more threat because it's not just like she's at work she's now away from home she's kind of somewhere she doesn't know and it creates that Creates a lot more tension in it. Like Anastasia's out on her own; she's trying to escape this guy. Not just like Christian's outside the door.
1: He's like, literally outside the door with a car.
0: Yeah, and and, and his muscle <laughs> no. of, of a driver Taylor.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, it's yeah. The stakes again are suddenly gone. And then what happens? Does Christian then sort it out? Yeah, Chris- he like makes them calls. And again, that annoys me because it's like. Well, she should be, it should be that she then goes to the HR woman. <laughs> and maybe Christian's like, you're right. You should make a formal complaint. You should, you should report him and get him fired. Rather than him being like, taking it all and doing it for her. And then her just being like, it's like, she's like a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. It's a damsel in distress thing. And, and she doesn't get to come off it, you know, with any sense of power. It's like, oh, thank God, I had a boyfriend to sort it all out for me. Well,
0: the, you know, the, yeah, and the film thinks that, like, I don't know, it's kind of uh, g- giving her some urgency and, like, uh, like she has some purpose by, like, delivering the like. What is, is this line right here? As if to be like, oh well, like she because she's offered the chance of becoming a kept woman by uh, a Christian, but she she responds mm. with this. You can just...
3: Christian, you know I love working. You can't keep me locked up in your penthouse.
0: <laughs> Which, like, what, like, what? just because she, like, do you know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden she's, like, work, she's working it. But, like, then the film doesn't, like, show us her making her way on her own in business. Yes, she exactly. Just, she's then, like... uh the product of nepotism and is kind of like handed the keys to this company where she's gone yeah. from being assistant to acting like CEO, basically. Editor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it makes no I sense. I felt really
1: sorry for the other girl who then becomes her assistant, who I got the sense, like I got the sense at the start of this film, like this, she just started the job, isn't it? It's like a new job. Right. So she's like hardly been there. She goes in, I get the sense of this other girl has probably been there a lot longer, seen girls come and go, and been like, hmm, maybe I should go for that role, but I don't want to because he's a creep. Um, so I guess I'll just stick at my, like, subpar desk job. And then she comes in and then swoops in this job and then suddenly she's her assistant. And it's like, that must be shitty for that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, he just got here. I, I... And it's like, I know it sucks that he, like, sexually harassed her, but, like, that's not, that's not as you say, giving her any sort of agency in her career. I, I, I,
0: and the fact that, like, the, the person she steals a job from is a person of colour as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's it just this thing of, like, it's nepotism. It is kind of, like, it's just, like, white privilege, like, strikes yeah. again. And, like, even when she goes to the boardroom and she's talking to, like, the investors and the people, like, higher up than her, she kind of wins them over by going, "Hey, there's this guy who, who who's uh who's an influencer online who got uh, a million hits last yeah. week, and they're like acting wow, like, 'Wow, you've just like solved all of our problems.' Like you're going you've got the job, kid. Like it's like yeah. what the like what are you going on about? Yeah, yeah, it was all very,
1: and she's she is very like." back like oh well i am you know there's this
2: thing blah, blah. and i'm like i have really there's a phrase um but like a scottish phrase um
1: that she she feels very sort of mealy mouthed mm-hmm. um that's that kind of like just like a bit wussy and i just kind of i just i'm like just grow back woman <laughs> <laughs> you know just you know you're there you've got the thing like why are you being so like spit out <laughs> um yeah it really i mean maybe i would enjoy working if i immediately got to have my dream job
2: yeah definitely yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, of
0: course but like my one of my notes for this film is it, it feels like it's written like a game of consequences you know that game where you fold over mm. paper and each person gets to write another line because like Yeah, stuff just happens. Like, and it's like, and all of a sudden, this happens. Like, she, yeah, because now she's the CEO of the company, and then like, (laughs) and then it's like the film remembers, oh, we've got to, we've got to have some like sex in it. So, like, it's like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna celebrate, and they go out for like a nice meal. And around that point in the film as well, I had this kind of realization that's like, neither of them have like any. Friends really, like uh, but like no Anna kind of is like that worst kind of person who who who, as soon as they've got like a partner it's like nobody else <laughs> exists in their life, and it's like yeah, that is yeah. that is toxic behavior, do you know what I mean it's like yeah, all you have is this like this guy, which even by the events of this like did we establish how long, like, the first film, like, the time period that, like, was over? Because this doesn't feel like it's long after that. It's like they've known each no. other maybe three months.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like and also, she, the one time she does turn up, I guess, I mean, maybe all films do this because she's the main character. She's, she's very self-involved. Like, she goes to meet her friends and it still all ends up being about her. And I know her boyfriend's in a plane crash, but it's just, it just feels like no matter what's happening, she's like, they're like, so what's happening with you guys? She's like, oh, well, she's just always being very coy about everything. And I'm like, just answer the stupid question. Just be like, yeah, we're going out again. It seems all right. How about you? At
0: that point, (laughs) they're not even just going out. She's moved in as well. She's moved in. uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's all very fast
0: well let's um let's get back to some sexy stuff in this film i've got a clip oh
1: sexy stuff okay
0: i've got a clip from uh yeah when they celebrate uh anna's job promotion
1: oh i think i know it
2: take off your panties <laughs> do it now
1: right in here
2: yeah right here now go on
0: And, like, I think before then she had said, like, let's... Or, like, after that, says, let's take this celebration home or something. Or or, or before that, she says that. And then that's how he says, take off her panties. Which leads to uh, a very bizarre scene of um, him fingering her in a lift to... Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) 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 Uh, It's just...
1: It's all kind of just a bit... Um yeah.
0: <laughs> what what Sorry, continue no, describing the
1: situation.
0: What really gets me about the
1: uh <laughs> Oh. What Do you really gets me he still has the pants in his pocket when that... he goes when he wears the suit next time.
0: I reckon I, no. I reckon Mrs. Doyle's found them and has put them in the dry cleaner. Oh, right. I reckon. What's weird about that 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 <laughs> Fingering scene in the left is that it's uh, it's scored to this. Uh, is this is Danny Elfman
1: again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like Charlie
0: Brown's Christmas.
2: <laughs> it is, oh,
0: okay. it, is <laughs> it is Van Morrison who, who is now a like staunch anti vaxxer. An anti oh, kind of masker yes. um, who, yeah, who, who scores this sex. I, don't, I think this this is not a sexy song, is it? Like, I'll, no. I'll, I'll, I'll
1: let people it's, listen. It's quite whimsical. I guess if they were setting up being like, oh, it's going to be a fun, sexy, oh, they're going to have some fun. But I don't think that's really what happens, is it? Like,
0: it's just. Yeah, I'll let people at home listen to a few seconds of this and go, are you turned on right now? You're <laughs> blessed. Can I just
2: have one more moon dance with you, my love?
1: That is not
2: sexy! <laughs> that's,
1: like, that's like a song you play for the mums and dads to dance to at a wedding. Yeah. That's not getting fingered in a lift music. <laughs> Unless they were trying to think of what music would be played in a lift, like Muzak. Maybe they thought that was where they were going with it
0: yeah yeah then you just want you want music that would that at least that would have like one of the things this film doesn't have that the first one had is some elements of comedy in it like not that the first one is like laugh out loud funny but there are attempts at humor whether it is like yeah when yeah when christian says this is my playroom and anastasia says oh what you've got xbox yeah it's at least an attempt at some kind of humor this takes itself way too seriously. It's po-faced as fuck, right? It's kind of like... Yeah. Really... <laughs> po-faced. It is. It's like the whole film is very like... <laughs> and, it, again, like the first one, it made me feel like the Belinda Blinks books that are read out on... Yeah. My dad wrote a porno. Are just yeah. a, just as probably good as the Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey books because they're like... This is just... I'm like I think this film's deranged. And I think the moment I got to that, I was like, I was watching this film laughing out loud when it got to the point when, um, yeah, Christian has to go to Portland to do some business. And on the way back, like, like the cocky asshole he is, decides that he's going to fly his helicopter over yeah. a, a volcano. And then I, one, I was like, where are they? Like, and then I remember, yeah. I think I watched, yeah. there is a film in that, the, there, uh, there is a film. There is a volcano in the uh, like uh, Washington area, I think, around like Portland. Right. But it seemed weird because there was a jungle <laughs> surrounding it for one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got very confused. I thought, oh, they're like South America or somewhere. It's like a long way to travel on a helicopter. Uh, <laughs>
0: but when that yeah. w- when that helicopter started going down, I was like, this film is fucking silly. deranged. And like, I was, I was in, I was like oh, I did not see this coming. I'm enjoying this. Like, I was like, because at the time, I think I looked at the, like, the the time, I was like, oh, there's like half hour, 40 minutes left of the film here. I was like, there you go. Like, is the kind of cliffhanger going to be? Like, yeah. He's, he's just disappeared. And like, do you know what I mean? Like the the, 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 the third one opens and he's still not back or something like that. No, he is back. <laughs> Yeah. Immediately, he, they're like, "Oh, he's been found, and he's at the door." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the clip to prove it. Christian Grey and his colleague Ros Bailey have been found safe and well, and are at this moment on their way back to Seattle. Sources tell us their helicopter had to make
2: a What the hell are y'all doing here? Christian,
0: like, <sighs> oh 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 I'm I'm perplexed. I'm the, like, it, it's like it gives, it's like it's like the film goes. Here's chances for something exciting and kind of different yeah. and take us to a, a new place. And goes no, like we get we're, the the thing you care about. We don't. Is the relationship between Christian and Anna? And it's like we don't like. Yeah. like put some put some spice in that. Do you know what I mean? This is very much a korma of a movie. Like, give us a bit of a madras <laughs> at least.
1: None of the drama comes from within their relationship no. at all. At yeah. all. <sighs>
0: Oh boy. And that <laughs> like cuz that that is preceded by like him probably doing I think next to the I don't know like ejaculating and saying will you marry me is possibly like the second worst proposal ever like kind of half asleep from a nightmare and just going oh will you mar- like marry me yeah. and it's like uh... what like this is supposed to, this film is supposed to be romantic. Like yeah. it's not. Like that's not like I don't know. I'm I'm a single man, so I might not know about romance, but I know that's not romantic.
1: I don't know. I mean it's probably like again, more realistic as the time most people get engaged. Um one thing I thought I was like, oh here's a window into something oh, they're gonna do something here, some character development here, this could be fun and it gets completely dismissed, is, I think it's before the whole helicopter thing, after he's, um, the Layla girl's turned up and he's sorted her out, um, is that he then submits to Anna. He, get, he falls on his knees mm. and is like, I'll submit to you. And I'm like, ooh, he's submitting to her. Great, let's go into that more. And then she's just like, get up. And it's like, no, let's see where this goes. (laughs) I want to see what you do with this, 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 and then it just ends up being like another chat. Like,
2: yeah,
1: that could have been really interesting. He's like, okay, I'll be your servant. What do you want from me? And like, maybe they play that for a while, but they don't. No, gets uh, in a helicopter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because obviously she like, she like goes. That's the thing. That's like I think like one of the red flag. Like when I was like, Anna, get out of there! Is when. He does that, and then she like goes on a goes on a walk for a bit because she's like, "Fuck this!" Well, you think she thinks, "Fuck this!" Returns to mm-hmm. Christian's apartment, and he's immediately he he's like, "Like she's a teenager who's like not told their parents when they're coming back." He's like, yeah. "Where the fuck have you been? I've had people combing the streets looking for you." It's like, "Fuck off, mate!" She's a grown woman. Yeah. Leave her alone.
1: Yeah. I just remembered when they redo the proposal, when he proposes with the actual ring, it is quite romantic. It's like when they go into this, is they going to a swimming pool or something? Well, it's like this weird room that of...
0: like, it's like, because the, the, the floor is glass. So like, it must be a swimming right. pool in the room below or something like that. Yeah. So you kind of get the shimmer and of it's... the water.
1: Yeah, and I did remember thinking, and I've got written down like that was quite re- uh, romantic until he says he asks her to be mine, and I'm yes. just like, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've, that's, I've, 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 I've got... like the worst way to ask someone to marry.
0: Yeah, I think I've got that <laughs> proposal right here. Be
2: mine. Share my life with me.
1: That's nice. Yes.
2: bury me. Mm
1: could have shared my life
0: with me that's been nice be fine no <laughs> they, they they all just feel like different line readings do you know what i mean like which yeah. one do i go for and they've just like left them all in all a... in
1: yeah because he doesn't read any of them differently yeah. they're all said with the exact same today,
0: yeah like they're doing all do you know what i mean like we'll leave the camera running uh jamie just give us a, a different couple of line yeah. reads of, of of what he could say and it's like why would the first one be Be Mine? And like one of the things I kind of picked up on in this film as well is like she like texts him at some like, oh, let's not get fucking started on. Why is a film in 2017 that cost fifty-five million dollars relying so much on text messages that you have to read yeah. on screen? It's like we're like the yeah. filmmaking should be better than this, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah like but, <laughs> but yeah she says i love you to him and it like it feels like again there's going to be a, some tension in their relationship because like it seems like he's not like he doesn't say it back and it feels like it's a thing and then i think like the uh-huh. next scene she she like she says to him i love you and he kind of like says reluctantly as it as it sounds yeah. like, kind of line delivery he says it back and it's like oh is th- is this a thing or is this not a thing like i don't know I don't know what this film, if if the film even knows, it's trying to make a thing of yeah. that, or just like I don't know.
2: It it's feels... just like
1: yeah, because it's like, is this the first time these two characters are saying "I love you"? Like, I feel like that should be a little bit more momentous, mm-hmm. especially as he's like, "I could never be loved. No one could ever love me. Yeah. I could never love anyone." Like, it's like, well, yeah. oh, you got over that quick.
0: They don't make an. En- <laughs> don't make enough of that, and like, uh, so. No. Uh, let's let's kind of talk about the plot, and then we'll talk about some things. Uh, yeah, to kind of wrap up on the plot of this, and talk about some things around it. And uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to play a clip just because this film is nicely bookended by phone calls from the mum, and oh, we're both yeah. we're both fans of the mum on the other end of the phone, Charlie. <laughs> so let's let's hear from her again.
1: Hi Anna, sweetheart, where have you been?
3: I know, I've been, I, I'm sorry. Work has been so crazy. I hope they're not overworking yeah. you. No, no, it's actually, it's going really well. Um, but I was calling because I um, I wanted to talk to you about Christian. Christian?
0: You've heard from him?
3: Yeah, we got back together.
1: Mommy, that, that's wonderful. This time it's going to last, I know it is.
3: I hope you're right because, um, he asked me to marry him and I said yes. Mom? You're not. No, no, I'm not pregnant. Um, (laughs) I know that we haven't been together very long, but I I love him... so much. He's the one.
2: Oh, sweetheart.
3: I'm so happy for you. You are? Of course. You've always known your own mind. If that man is the love of your life, you grab him with both hands. Thanks, Mama. Have you called Ray? Um, no, not yet. Um. Christian did, though. He asked for his permission. (laughs) He asked for your hand. That's so
0: chivalrous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what the? Well, I don't understand their relationship (laughs) at all. I do not. I I like... In the first one, aren't they, like, really pally-pally? And now in this one, it's kind Mm of like, she seems worried to tell her. And it's like... Like, if... I don't know. Why have you not talked to your mum in this, like, in this two week period where you've kind of yeah. got back together? Do you know what I mean? Like, it kind of it feels weird. It feels like her mum would have been calling her because the last phone call she got, she sounded really down in the dumps and, like, kind of starting a new job yeah. and a bit like, I don't know. It, and, and, and it's like, why has the mum not called her and said, like, hey, you doing yeah. okay? Like, I don't know. Why is it now? And it's like-
1: So much has happened, even if it's just like the good stuff where she's like, oh, I'm like acting CEO of the publishing company now or whatever. Like, why wouldn't you have even told her that? Like, why are you? Wait, so is this after the helicopter crash? Surely her mum saw on the news because apparently that's all it was all over the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely she'd have been like, hey, sweetie your ex-boyfriend's helicopter crashed. Are you okay? Like, why have they not talked about any of that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess the logic of this film is going, well, they're no in the mum's eyes, they're no longer together, so he's dead to me, even though she still, <laughs> she still feels fondly about him. She's the one going like, have you heard from Christian? So you would have thought she oh, would have been straight great. on the phone to be like, hey, I, I don't know, maybe it was local news. Maybe they didn't get it in. Uh, uh, where was where it? The is Virginia. I think it's the mom was from. Mm. She gets to visit her in the first one. Um, <laughs> so they have yeah. that proposal, like that comes shortly after that um that phone call, and then and then we get the kind of like the stick that the, the post credits scene, right? I guess if this was made by Marvel Studios, this would have been held off to to the end of the credits, where we we see Jack. The uh, the boss return. Yeah. What what I love about it, what, this is the one thing that kind of made me think. Oh, that's like some nice like uh symbology or kind of like connective tissue throughout this. Mm. Is that he uses a cigarette to burn a hole in Christian's face, and obviously we've seen that. Like, mm. It's like Christian has these cigarette burns all over his body. It's like
2: mm. Ooh,
0: Jack's got that intent jack's really he really hates him even though he kind of feels like like you said about mealy mouth it's like oh you're just (laughs) gonna pick this guy to be like the villain for the third film right is this where we're going for the third film
1: an ex book publisher like what's he gonna what's he gonna do to him give him a paper cut i don't know (laughs) like what (laughs) what is this big intent like why why does he hate him so much it's like you know he okay, so he bought over the company. It's like, but you did get away with doing a lot of stuff, I guess. Psychos aren't rational people, but like, I still don't buy. Like, is he gonna really? Is he really gonna try and kill them? Is that the
2: suggestion?
0: That I think, I think <laughs> that is where this film is. Uh, yeah, is 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 trying to lead us heading. Yeah, which right. It very like a weird place for it to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> as we start to wrap up, um one one of the things I wanted to say about this film, it's directed by the director of Glen Gary Glen Ross, which like <laughs> is an absolute barnstormer of a film which kind of has yeah. some, some fantastic performances from Al Pacino and Jack Lemon and kind of like
1: Love Jack Lemon's one of my favourite actors in the world.
0: Yeah, one of these like great all star casts has got a couple of people in there that uh I guess aren't in popular favour anymore but it's yes. got some people who are absolute legends at what they do and based on it's a David Mamet play so yeah. but it feels like a bit of a fall from grace to go from Glen Glenn Glen Ross <laughs> to this right
1: yeah I mean the thing is I mean with Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross the the play is so good the mm-hmm. text is so good how much i mean I can't really remember the film that much. How much of it we feel is due to the director and how much of it is due to the already good you know script and cast mm-hmm. it's like, should we really be surprised that this films like you know because it's like dealing with not so great script
0: well, I, <laughs> but, I, 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 I think that is the key issue of this film isn't it, and it's the, the key issue of the first it's like you can only polish a turd so much. And like yeah. from everything I know about the original novels is they are they're not well written. And I know that especially now so that E.L. James's husband is writing the script for this one. She had very strict stipulations on kind of what you can do, what you can't do with adapting her work. Whether it's like some mm. of the dialogue has to be verbatim. So I guess I guess some of it might have been the fact that I don't know. There are key lines from the book that, like, fans—do you know what I mean? Readers would like be in the cinema, being like, I don't know, like how (laughs) comic book fans like when Iron Man says, "I am Iron Man," kind of whoop and cheer. When I don't know when when Anastasia says, "What are butt plugs?" Like, all the all (laughs) the audience go. Yeah. i remember that from the book baby <laughs> yeah, not, not, I, don't know. Oh. I just
1: wonder why why was james foley chosen to direct this film because the other thing is glengarry is it because Glenn, Gary glen ross is all about like businessmen like high-powered like manipulative businessmen, and that's kind of what christian gray is like i feel like that's you know this is meant to be a film about a young woman's story and sexual enlightening enlightenment. Like, why did they think this guy would be the best to tell that? Um the,
0: the, the thing I could I like looking at his IMDB, I could think could be a possible connective thing to like uh is the fact that he, he directed twelve episodes of House of Cards. So I guess like he's right. just like maybe the studio were looking for like this kind of yeah he's kind of got this career after the 90s like into the later 2000s kind of just doing a lot of tv stuff and like mm. so i guess he just felt like a safe pair of hands and that's what this film very much feels like mm. even down to john Swartzman's like cinematography which like it just all feels a bit safe right it all goes yeah
1: which is and it's meant to be a film that's meant to make that's meant to be a bit dangerous and yeah. naughty and all these. And it's really not that difficult to put more butt shots in. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel he tripped it a very, like it's such a simple thing. This is meant to be a film that's a little bit naughty for middle aged middle class women. Just show Jamie Dornan's bum a bit more. Yeah. I don't think you see it at all. You see it in the first film. You barely see him with like his shirt off, Mm -hmm. like, you know, without really gets a big square drawn in it. Like, (laughs) yeah. You see, and you see so much of Dakota Johnson's nipples. It's like, I kind of got bored of seeing her nipples.
0: Yeah. As a red blooded male, Um... so did I. I was kind of like, this is like, I I could, it felt icky. It felt like this, like, Mm. especially from the first one, which kind of felt very like equal, like, do you know what I mean? Like you, you almost get a glimpse of a shaft in the first one. Do you know what I mean? So it's like yeah,
1: he barely takes down his trousers in this one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: and I just and that that is my main and it's a legit criticism of the direction. Yeah, <laughs> the directing in this film is there's not enough. But I wonder what would have what was the name of um Patty Jenkins? She directed the Wonder Woman film, didn't she? Mm-hmm. I wonder what it would have been like in her hands. I wonder what. Yeah. she would have done with this film because like, there's full on nudity from the guys in that and he was like yeah fair enough yeah. I should get more naked
0: um, I'm trying to think of like, other other interesting directors because there's a film I watched um, earlier this year Zola which originally hmm. was supposed to be directed by uh, um, oh, what's his name James uh, real bad guy friends with Seth Rogen um, Oh, people screaming uh, at the Franco James Franco was supposed to direct that film and it's directed by this oh. amazing um like female director called uh, Jovenka Bravo who mm. like and I I I just think like a film like this as as kind of trashy and pulpy as it is like there's almost mm. an element of Zola a film that is based on a Twitter thread it's like a there is a trashy story in there but somebody yeah. like, putting someone like that hand that hand is like creative with it and stuff like that, and does stuff like that that film mm. does a lot with like text messages and stuff like that, but it has the characters yeah. kind of like in a in the way it's done is like the characters are like laying on their bed and you can hear the voiceover of them reading their text messages and stuff like that so mm. it makes it a bit more and like you know I mean and it's dynamic yeah, and it uses Infinite. like the sounds of a text message to kind of like in the score to kind of like let us know a text message has been sent and like messes with like ultra bright lights on the faces as people are reading them. Not as like dull as dishwater as this film is with kind of like text messages up on screen, but a female director like that. I just think like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or the woman who directed um, uh, Hustlers or something. Yes. Like that deals with like sexy content and, you know, women's sexuality and things like that like, it's just and it yeah it needed it needed that behind it, it something yeah. someone like that
0: i guess there's even like male directors who could have handled this a lot yeah. better than this as well do you know what i mean like it's of people it, yeah sure. it feels very televisual i think that's like i like that, like, like, y- that kind yeah. of closing point on this is it feels very 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 televisual um so yeah as we start to wrap up charlie is there anything <laughs> you feel like we've Missed or didn't talk about on this film.
1: Um, there were a couple of things that I'm just reading my notes. Um I I did get so one thing I have to admit since the last podcast is um I did listen to the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I have I did look up some of this, I did download some of the stuff from because that was a good soundtrack. This soundtrack, not so much, and I did realize I also wrote "Moonlight Song." Lift fingering
2: is. What
0: the music in this sounds like the Black Keys or like Black like remixes of Black Keys songs, and it's like Christian. I freaking Christian Gray is a Black Keys fan.
1: Yes, well, one thing, but one thing that did get like twenty, like two thousand and four or five, Charlie excited, is when she runs over to. I think it's after she has the fight with her boss or they go, well, she runs over to Christians and it's got uh, Jeff Buckley's love you should have come over on playing. And I Mm -hmm. think like 15 year old me would have been super happy about that. I wondered
0: where that was going to go because there is a horrible (laughs) cold play cover in this film. And it's like, how, oh no. how could Coldplay get any worse? Oh, we'll give it the John Lewis Christmas advert treatment by slowing it down <laughs> even more. Yeah. I think it's the yeah. scientist that's covered. So It's a real, like, uh, yeah, we get it. She's sad. Like, we're supposed to feel like the characters are sad. It's like this song is depressing, yeah. like shit as it is. Like, why, why, why?
1: why but i was pleased that they did have that one decent song and i did wonder if it's because it's from the grace album and they have all these allusions to the fact is what mum is called grace and the boat's called grace and i'm like yes. oh is that what you're doing but it might have been me giving them too much credit
0: um <laughs> i was gonna say like the danny elfman score i think nails it in this because he kind of he's playing up the <laughs> the, the mellow drama and the kind of like the soapiness of it all it he feels yeah. it feels like he's going oh I'm now scoring like, uh, yeah, like a soap opera. So I'll just do that.
2: Yeah. Um, we
1: hardly see anything in the Red Room, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind um, of, it's,
0: it, it's it's alluded to a lot and it's kind of feels like the ultimate prize in this film.
1: Yeah. And then when they get there, he he fucks her sideways. That's what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't remember happening, but that must have been about as exciting as it got. Um, and there's also, is there a shower sex scene?
0: Yeah, I've and got that. They're fully in. clothed. They're fully clothed, which is like, seems, again, practical. Do you know what I mean? A lot wet, lot wet clothes aren't sexy to take off as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cumbersome.
2: Um,
1: yeah, cumbersome is how a lot of the sex and tension feels in these <laughs> films. And I think, I think, yeah, I think I would agree with that as a final thing. Um and I've just got written every now and then so much nipple. <laughs> uh, I think that's most of what I, I remember seeing in the credits that like one of the fourth people co- credited as, like yacht captain and fire choreographer, <laughs> which makes the film sound way more exciting than it is. Um, mm. But yeah, I just found it a very boring film. It and it's very forgettable. Because you- obviously I've forgotten large parts of it. <laughs>
0: Are you excited to cover the third part or are you kind of dreading ever speaking to <laughs> me again?
1: Uh no. I think it will be exciting because we're gonna do it we're gonna do it in the in the Gooch Week. We're gonna do it between Christmas and New Year. No, this, right?
0: this one goes out Gooch Week. The the final episode uh, will go out on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. As close to Valentine's you, Day as yes. we can get it. Uh um so
1: i am looking forward to
0: it do you have any i'm looking
1: forward to you finding more long clips of just like intense music for us to listen to while staring at each other via screen i
0: will i I will see how long i can get those clips yeah um so yeah as i like to close off these episodes i like to ask my guests if they manage to find any copula connections within this film so people who worked on it or are in this film that appear elsewhere in a coppola family's film did you find any charlie
1: oh then other than the one we've already identified
0: yes i can i can i can rattle off a few for you people who appear yeah. elsewhere so jamie dornan plays the uh, plays count axel Thurson in uh mary antoinette directed by sophia coppola eric johnson oh. who plays the boss is in A Simple Favor, which John Swartzman was also the DOP on. Bruce Altman, who is the like guy who basically gives Anastasia the job at the uh, publishing company, plays Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage's uh, um, uh, psychiatrist in Matchstick Men, The uh, Christian Grey's dad, so uh, Eric Arley, plays Rich Man in, a, in Big Eyes, the uh, Tim Burton film, which I imagine is a very small part if his name is just Rich Man in the credits. Rich Man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Danny Elfman scored Big Eyes, The Family Man, and Edward Scissorhands. And what's the last one we've got here? Editor Richard Francis Bruce edited Ghost Rider and The Rock. So there's some Coppola oh. connections within this film.
1: Okay, I will make sure I look out for some the next one. No
0: worries. Um, uh, so I'll do my homework. <laughs> let's get to scoring this film, and I do it a bit differently. Out instead of a five star rating on this uh, podcast, Coppolas are synonymous now with wine. They love a bit of wine. So, mm. what would be your perfect wine pairing for this film? Is this a, a white <laughs> wine? Is this a red wine? Is this a sparkling wine? What's it? What, what are you drinking whilst watching Fifty Shades of Grey? You did drink wine whilst watching uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, right?
1: I did with this one, um, which is why I maybe initially thought it was better than the first film, and then why <laughs> I realised I've forgotten so much of it. Um, what did I drink with this one? I think I, I think I would drink a, a a red one, a red one. I'm gonna say it's a Malbec because I'm allergic to Malbec. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that feels like a perfect answer. Yeah, I, th- I, I think this, this, this is a, I don't know. This is one of those bottles of red wine you get that comes in a plastic bottle in like Sainsbury's, yeah. do you know what I mean? In a, the, the, the same type of bottle you get olive oil in. It's like one thing <sighs> to be red wine, but it's cheap and nasty. Well, and you you...
1: See, <coughs> I would disagree with that because my <laughs> so when I lived in Italy, uh, you do get re- you do get wine filled up in whatever bottle you oh, have. We're not
0: talking about Italy here. We're talking about we're talking about uh, the United Kingdom where those oh, the, the, okay. those wines are. Because my in there but
1: too. my my uh, when I think about wine in bottles like that, I actually assume it's probably going to be quite good <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I see it in someone's house, it's going to
2: be for a family um, vineyard, so- Yeah,
1: I'm going to say it's like um uh, like a really sugary rosé. Okay. Um, that makes you feel really ill the next
2: day. <laughs> a real headache. That's...
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Um, not, not the best. So, is this wine, aka film, a bottom shelf, middle shelf, or top shelf film bash wine?
1: Bottom shelf. Bottom <laughs> shelf. It's been kicked over by someone's dog, and nobody's like come to mop it up in the aisle. <laughs> it's
0: got a whoops. It's got a whoops sticker on it. It's got a yellow sticker. To to, to, yeah. to say, oh say, it's reduced. It's reduced. Please buy it. We don't want to. We don't want to have it here anymore. <laughs> but Yeah, but, uh, yeah I. I totally agree with you. This is a bottom shelf film. Um, and now on to some impossible questions. So, which Coppola oh. member would you keep? But in doing so, you get rid of the filmographies of the entire rest of the family.
2: Wow. <sighs>
1: I'm going to say I'm going to be very uncontroversial. I think this isn't a controversial opinion. I'm going to keep Jason Schwartzman.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. And all his
1: films because I love his wee face and (laughs) pretty much all the films he's in. And I feel bad for the rest of them. No, he's a, he's I maybe a, would keep Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know, but I don't know. No, I'm keeping Jason. No, you've <laughs> got
0: to be selfish with this. With this answer, yes. I, I always, I always like, I always ask people to be selfish because I've had people in the past say, "Oh, for the for the sake of film, we'll keep Francis Ford Coppola." But yeah, yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Um, that's, I, that that came up on the last yeah. episode as well. There's a, there's two ticks in the box for Jason Schwartzman and I.
1: Really? Uh, yeah, I can imagine. You just he looks. He looks like a bit of a puppy. You don't want him to be sad. Yeah, you don't it's... want him to disappear.
0: Well, yeah, so. you, what you get every Wes Anderson film basically. If you all keep the Wes chasing... Anderson yep.
1: films. Yeah, he's he's very he does a lot of comedy, and I, I'm I'm more for the comedy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him.
0: Perfect. <laughs> um, so based on Fifty Shades or uh, Fifty Shades Darker alone, are the Coppolas the greatest film family of all time, Charlie?
1: <laughs> on this film alone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, no, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely they're, not. They're
0: the worst, they're the worst of all time. <laughs> uh, and on to the most important question of this podcast, maybe: what does Bill Murray say to Scarlett Johansson at the end of Lost in Translation?
2: Oh, um, I think he says.
1: Um That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice, but um I don't know. I, I that was I, nice, I, but uh you'll forget about me. That's that's what he said.
0: Maybe he says, What are butt plugs?
1: What are butt plugs? <laughs> 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 are you gonna put that in my butt?
0: <laughs> that's not going to my butt. It's not that's for not your butt. In...
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanna change my
2: answer to that. That's more fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe his answer
2: is this. There you go. There you
0: go. <laughs> no, amazing. you're not putting your <laughs> number. There you go. Uh, amazing, Charlie. Thank you so much again for coming and making some Copla connections with me. Where can people keep up to date with everything you're doing, whether it's comedy, acting, or all of that kind of jazz? Where's the best place to find you?
1: Um, probably on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie V Martin uh or my website um dot com
0: perfect well yeah again thank you so much for this and uh, I guess me and the listeners will see you again in the new year for the third on valentine's
1: day yeah let's let's get those roses <laughs> out
0: guys let's uh, tell tell the people you love that 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 uh the, the this this trilogy is getting finished and yeah. hopefully we will stay sane.
1: <laughs> Let's dress up for it. I'm going to dress up. Oh it's yeah, great.
0: masquerade ball. <laughs> that, that that yeah. There yeah! you go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we have to stream that one. Maybe we'll do a full. We'll do a full live episode, masquerade ball. You're all invited. Get ready, guys, for Fifty Shades Freed. again a massive thank you to charlie for being my buddy in all of this torture that is the 50 shades franchise and a massive thank you to all of you guys for listening not just to this episode but to every episode especially this year it's uh it's been a weird year but this podcast has somewhat been some solace for me and it feels like a perfect time as we're heading into 2022 to give out some some massive thank yous so um First of all, Liam H. Dempsey. Uh, I, I chat to Liam very frequently, and he's kind of... He's always in my corner when it comes to podcasting. That that, that, that That's really great. And it's introduced me to some amazing people and podcasters. So that's included Matt Brothers, um, Paul Wilson, Morris, and uh, Daryl and Jeanette Barbear. So why do I keep saying their name wrong? I said that wrong last week. But, yeah, uh, there's... The, a tight little family. And I guess I really, really, really need to thank the Breadcrumbs family and especially Jonathan Foster. Obviously, Phil and Ariane, I I love you two both. But uh, Jonathan was the one who reached out to me and asked me to be a part of the Breadcrumbs Collective. And being a massive fan of the Prince Charles Cinema and the Pod Charles Cinecast, being asked to somewhat be linked to that whole thing and being a part of that, like, collective... It's really, really, like, I don't know, given me a boost in confidence and made me think what I'm doing on this podcast is a good thing. Not that I kind of didn't have that feeling already, but it's kind of that co-sign to be like, hey, man, we really love what you're doing. It's the similar kind of ethos to what we're doing. Come on board. And that's, I don't know, sometimes listeners saying what you're doing is great is is is, is really really rewarding and like it's, it's nice to get some uh, positive reinforcement from your peers as well so yeah a massive thank you to uh jonathan and all the guys at the breadcrumb collective so if you would like to give me some praise if you'd like to tell me how much you love this podcast you can always reach out or you just fancy a chat you can catch me on all the socials. So that is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Letterboxd, all at Caged In Pod. Or if you'd like to drop me an email, you can do so on cagedinpod at gmail.com. As for next week on the podcast, obviously we hit a new year. It's 2022, baby. But it is also the month of Nicolas Cage's birth. So the podcast will be taking a little detour to celebrate all things Nicolas Cage and revisiting four of his classic movies and there'll be a special cast interview that'll be dropping that month as well which I'll, I'll tell you who it is in due time but for the first episode of the month I'll be joined by Nick Helm once again who joined me way back when at the beginning of the year to talk all about color out of space but he comes this time to talk with me about a 1993 underseen Nicolas cage gem that is red rock west Uh, we had a great conversation and i really think you guys will enjoy it and if you can try and find that film i managed to buy it on chili it's a website i'd never heard about uh before until until i had to use it to buy this film but it is, it, it's, it's a kind of, it's, it's a film that's out of time and kind of you never see a film like that somewhat again. And it's it's great. So if you can track that down and watch it, I highly recommend it. So if you enjoyed this episode or any episode of the podcast and would like to support me in any way, that would be great. And the ways you can do that is heading over to ko-fi.com forward slash pod. Buy me a nice little digital cup of coffee that really helps to keep the the lights on over here, uh, caged in towers. and really helps me to kind of uh, feed the uh, DVD collection I have to amass or rental costs to watch these films for the podcast. And just keep up with maintenance with stuff like equipment breaks or anything like that. Um, But yeah, you don't need to know all about that. Uh, if you want a kind of long-term commitment, you want to you want to take it to the next level and support me on a monthly basis, that would be amazing. And you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash caged in pod, where from January you will be uh, getting some real gold. You'll be getting the brand new sister podcast of this Movie Brat Bros. Well, we're looking at the career in season one of Brian De Palma and looking at how his films match up against Francis Ford Coppola's from that time. So the first film we'll be looking at is Mission Impossible. That film came out in 1996. So we'll be going, hey, who had a better year? Brian De Palma or Francis Ford Coppola? Do a quick Google. You may know the answer pretty quickly. And then the second film we will be talking about in that month is phantom of the paradise which i'm joined by daryl and jeanette bear and it's uh, a great episode Uh, yeah the mission impossible one with nathaniel metcalf and you'll be able to access those for as little as two pound fifty or three dollars a month so head on over to patreon.com forward slash caged in pod however if you don't want to give me any of your money which is fine i don't mind that at all but would still like to support this podcast, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts, ACast, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you listen to podcasts, and give me a shining five star rating and a glowing review. Tell me, tell me what is your answer to some of these questions. Like what is what's your favorite copler? Who who would you keep out of the family? what does bill murray say to scarlett johansson at the end of lost in translation i'd love to see your answers in your review so head on over there and do all of that good stuff so as ever i have been your guide through the crazy world of the coppola family tree and remember that you don't need to find real love in the world all you need to find is a partner who has lots of money and can solve all your problems by just clicking his fingers and abusing his power to get you exactly what you want. Anyway, enough of that. I'll catch you next year, guys. Thank you once again. I love you all. Bye-bye.
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. It's family.